And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to the Builder sponsored We Are Mead podcast and uh, as usual I'm joined by Davy Rissman, Builder cover all aspects of construction and maintenance. Please contact them on info at builder.ie or through their website www.builder.ie for a quotation. We will be uh, putting out the proactive risk control team of the week player of the week and top scorer of the week tomorrow night Monday evening when we get all our nominations in from our listeners. And we do urge all our listeners to get in contact with us. We've had a few, good few people in, um, in contact with us for um, players that they saw over the weekend and thought should be included in the um, in the team of the week, Davey. And look, Davey, you were at an awful lot of games this week. Yeah, the usual, Mickey. And we probably, uh, I was at the benefit of probably including my own game, being at eight uh, games over the weekend and there's some unbelievable performances. But... Um, you know, the games we probably weren't at and we'll have to read reports and talk to people over the next 12 to 48 hours or 12 to 24 hours to, to figure out who exactly we're missing out on. Because as you say, Stephen Baxter isn't just providing us with a player of the week, he is providing us with a top scorer of the week now. So we have to make sure that everybody gets a, a fair crack at the whip, you know, in case that there was some massive score that we missed out on. But um, yeah, another hugely entertaining weekend of club football. Obviously, the, the main excitement came in, in the four walls of Park Talton with, with probably perceived as the most to play from. But there was drama and, and a few trills and spills, to say the least, outside of Park Talton in games that maybe didn't mean as much. But uh, <laughs> we'll come to that in a bit, I'm sure. We will indeed. And just to let you know what's on the show this week, we're going to go through the results from an action-packed um, weekend of football championship in Meath and uh, uh, with the junior, intermediate and senior Group stages closing uh, out this evening, Sunday, and uh, we now have all the semi-final pairings for the knockout stages of the championship. Um, we'll also be going through our predictions from those games over the last weekend. We'll go through them very, very quickly, I must say, and the GEA uh, predictions that Cortown have been running, uh, that comes to a conclusion this weekend as well. We'll then go to Instagram Interactive, and we might have a couple of results from uh, the ladies' camogie uh, towards the end of the show if we have everything in. So, Davey, I suppose we'll go to the results from the weekend and we'll start with the Chocolate Herald Junior Championship. We're going to start with Group D and uh, the only game that was played there on the weekend and our predictions, it was St. Dalton's against St. Bridget's. St. Dalton's came away with the victory here, 115 to St. Bridget's 2-8. Four-point victory for St. Dalton's. I went for St. Bridget's, you went for uh, the Ultons. The less said about that one for me, the better. 
No, I went for the Bridgets as well, Mick. You went for the Bridgets, did you? <laughs> yeah, oh. I did. Um, okay. So let's hear about that for both of them. But uh, yeah, look, I, I just thought that Ulton's had a very difficult week last week without getting uh, going into it in too much detail and that. And there were probably down three automatic starters. The goalkeeper probably been the one that I'd pick out, you know, as the, as the big one, Key Tennessee, he makes them tick. So with that in mind, that's probably why I went for the Bridgets. But in fairness to Ulton's, they had the job to do. They did it well and they're in the semi-final. They are indeed, and we're going to move on now to Group C. And it was Cortown, one goal and 13. Minalti, five goals and 14. Uh, St. Vincent's, one goal and 13. And Slane, one goal and five. And in that game, I had picked St. Vincent's, so I get the points there, Davy. And in the Cortown Minalti game, I had picked Minalti, so I got the points there. How did you do in those games? Yeah, full marks for me as well, Mick. Yeah. Do you, want, do, you, do you want to elaborate, Davey? No, we're under pressure, Mickey. Will you come on? We're under pressure for time, yeah. Well, that uh, victory for St. Vincent saw them top the table and they are true to the semi-finals of the Jotten Tower Junior Championship as well. Um, Davey Rispin had uh, scored eight points on Friday evening um, in his game against Minalti. And at that stage, he was probably thinking to himself, I'm probably going to be the top scorer for the weekend in the junior in the overall championships. But there has been a couple of scores that come in just to knock him off his perch. Um, I wouldn't say I even was top scorer on Friday night, let alone <laughs> the weekend. <laughs> Actually, did anybody in Minalti outscore you? I'd say Paul Lynch was close. Um he got he definitely got a goal and and a few points. So I actually must text him to see what he scored because I you know I couldn't end up putting myself ahead of him because he's a class act and had a great game as well. So I'll touch base with Paul and and find out what exactly he scored as well. <laughs> yeah, in Group B of the Chocolatera Junior Championship, it was Karen Ross, nine points. It was Beliver, one goal and 14 in a feisty old affair. Uh, the Boardsville and Clonard game um, didn't get played because it didn't actually mean anything in the end. And um, the, the, there was only the one result that was going to make a difference. Karen Ross coming up a cropper against Beliver. And uh, I picked Beliver in this one, Davey. I think you had gone for Karen Ross. Yeah, I did. I went for my neighbours, Karen Ross, in that one, Mick. Um disappointed by their probably lack of a, of, of a performance to be honest with you um, and the margin of victory as you say 114 to 9 points it was almost double scores and to be honest with you I couldn't split them going into the game I think anyone who says that they could categorically say one or the other team would win yeah. was probably stretching it a little bit but the margin of the victory you know left nothing to be desired and full credit to Beliver for that um, for that victory we had plenty of reaction on um, on our Patreon service as well Mickey from that game yeah, in, in, in my prediction uh, for that game last week, I did say that I thought that Beliver had the better inside forward line. Frank Riley uh, had put up a, a massive score the weekend before for Karen Ross. And uh, uh, I, I just felt that if Beliver could stop him, which they did, and probably did unfairly at times, um, uh, that uh, Beliver would see out that win. And as you said, we do have reaction from that in our Patreon service on our junior review of the weekend. We have John Rafferty and James McNally, the joint managers of um, uh, Beliver, and Paddy Keneally also from uh, from Beliver. We also spoke with Paul Murray from St. Dalton's after their victory over St. Bridget's as well. Moving on now to uh, Group A. I think it is. It is indeed. Dunsany, 3-12. Kilbride, 10 points. Drumcondrat versus St. Mary's didn't go ahead. I'd gone for Kilbride in this game, Davey, for value. And I got it wrong. It was Dunsany to come away with the victory. Yeah, I went with uh, the handy two points in this one with uh, Dunsany. And never in doubt, as I said, probably scoreline flatters them a little bit. I thought Kilbride were... 
were, were decent value for probably to be within five or six points of Dunsany. But unfortunately, when you let Pierre Fox have three um, opportunities at goal, it's never going to end well. And with two penalty kicks and one from play as well, he completed an emphatic hat-trick and sent Dunsany on the way to the semi-finals. Yeah, and Pierre Fox ended up with 3-3 in that game. So a nice little haul for him. He could be in the running for our proactive risk control top scorer of the week. To be fair, the whole proactive risk control top score of the week was brought in because of Pierre Fox and him not winning the player of the week after getting 4-12 two weeks ago. So in fairness, if ever a fella deserved to win it, it would be him. So fingers crossed for Pierre. He does get the voucher that he's probably been, been longing for for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, absolutely. And we will uh, confirm that in the next day or so. We're going to move on now. The semi-final pairings for the Junior Championship look like this. It's Dunsany versus St. Vincent's and Beliver versus St. Dalton's. And they'll take place in two weeks' time, the twelfth, the weekend of the 12th and 13th of September. And they will be definitely some mouth-watering ties in that Junior Championship. We probably had, at the start of the season, uh, the Championship, you would have probably picked out those four teams to come through the groups maybe Karen Ross and Beliver was the harder group to, to, to pick in. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was it was always going to be a bit of a time cost between those two, but you'd have to said definitely the Ultons from their group and um, and Dunsany from their group, you know, with three three teams in it, as I said already, you know, with my court and tinted glasses on, I probably would have uh, thought that we had a decent chance, but after round one, it was, it was always going to be an uphill task. And Vincent's, you know, they've been in finals, they've been in semi-finals in recent years. They're a class act. Are you ready to start a construction project? Here is five reasons why you should choose Buildor. You come first. Your goal is our goal. You will benefit from our years of experience. You will have a one-stop shop at your doorstep. Your project will be on time and on budget. Call us today on 046 90 11270 or email us at info at builder.ie. Builder, your local go-to construction company. Moving on now to the Mead Potato Company uh, Intermediate Championship. And we're going to go to Group D, Davy. And uh, in Group D, it was Mead Hill, 117, Clonagale, three goals and eight. Um, uh, have I got that right? I don't think I have. Mead Hill, Clonagale? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, Clonagale. Uh, Cl- uh, no, three eight to one seven. Yes, I thought I had that wrong. I had down as 117. Mead Hill, one goal and seven. Clonagale, three goals and eight. 17 points to 10. Great victory for, for, for Clonagale. Super victory for Clonagale. And we're six points down at one stage in the first half. And uh, for all accounts and purposes, it looks as if uh, Mead Hill were going to go on and record a, a decent win. Tommy Rooney was doing untold damage in the full forward line. But they got to grips with him. They dropped an extra man back and sat in front of him. And that curtailed his influence. And Mead Hill struggled for scores after that. Fairness to them, they've got two goals, which, you know, you'll hear from Tommy Hanley in our Patreon podcast. A training ground move, which came on twice, once in the first half, once in the second half to result in goals. Um, So, as I said to Tommy on it, it must be so pleasing for a manager when something that you've been working on rigorously comes off, not once, but twice in a big, big (laughs) game. And that's exactly what did. And those two goals were integral to getting Clanagale over the line against Meadhill. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we, we will, uh, as Davy said, we have a reaction from the Intermediate Championship, um, uh, which you will get on our Patreon service when we do our review of the Meat Potato, Cham- Meat Potato Company 
Intermediate Championship. And moving on to the next result, it was Ballinock taking on Longwood in the bottom of the table clash. Longwood came away with a three-point victory here, one sixteen to Ballinlock's one goal and thirteen. Davy, I went for Ballinlock in this one. I think you went for Longwood. I did. I had Longwood in this one. Uh, really, really high stakes game and probably close as expected. Um, you know, I repeated the 2018 intermediate final to decide who avoids the relegation playoff in intermediate for 2020. Remarkable stuff. And on this occasion, it was uh, last year's senior outfit, Longwood, who just about got the better of Ballon Lock, 116 to 113. Um, so Ballinlock are uh, condemned to those relegation playoffs where they'll join North Mead rivals, Castletown. Oldcastle and Drumbarra in those um, relegation playoffs. So um, should be should be an interesting one of those relegation playoffs. There are semi-finals, so um, we look forward to them in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, and Clonmacgill see themselves through to the quarter-final of the Mead Potato Company Intermediate Championship. So moving on now to Group D, where um, the winner of this would be facing off against this group would be facing off against Clonmacgill in that quarter final. First result down is Sidden three sixteen. Dulik Bellieston five goals and ten. Unbelievable scoreline there. Finishing in a draw. I'd gone for Dulik Bellieston. I think you had two, Davy. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, both of us wrong. Yeah, an incredible result, and and you know full credit to Sidden and Davy Cahill and, and Nigel Maguire there because there probably wasn't a whole pile to play from for their end. Dalek Bellustown had to come out and get a big big win to give themselves any chance of progressing. But as it turned out, even a, a twenty or thirty point win probably would wouldn't have been enough for them to qualify on five points, uh, dis, despite you know their best efforts because Balnebracki had done their job and putting up a massive massive score in the last two rounds against Sydney and Oldcastle. Um, so I can only imagine. That in the last 15 minutes, maybe the arse fell out with Dulik Bellustown, knowing that their championship was over. And in fairness to Sidden, they nicked a point late on. And uh, what an entertaining game. 25 points apiece, 5-10 to 3-16. Yeah, it looked like a very entertaining game. And as you said, Ballinabracky were taking on Oldcastle in the other game in that group. And it was Ballinabracky, three goals and 20. Oldcastle, four points. I went for a Ballinabracky win in this one, Davy, But it was kind of more of a... Yeah, I think Ballinabracky will get over the line here. But I... I wasn't expecting a trouncing like that against Oldcastle. Yeah, Oldcastle are in are in bad nick, Mickey. I don't know what the hell is going on up there, but uh, whatever is going on, they need to sort it out ASAP because they were semi-finalists last year. They were perceived as one of the biggest teams in the intermediate this year. It hasn't gone to plan, but they have to pull themselves together now and try and get ready for the fight that is a relegation playoff because, by Jesus, the teams they're going to be coming up against aren't going to give it to them easy. So... You know, they need to be in the right frame of mind. They need to be in a professional mood. They don't want to be where they are, but they have to embrace the challenge for what it is and get out of trouble and try and move on to next year. Yeah, they do indeed. And moving on now to Group C, it was um, Dundery 2-11, Blackhall Gales 1-13, a one-point victory there for Dundery. And in the other game, Castletown and Kilmainham, that game was postponed uh, due to a death in the Kilmainham club. So the, the game that we can speak about, Davy Dundery, 2-11, uh, uh, Blackhall Gales one thirteen. I went for a Blackhall Gales win here. What did you go for? <laughs> I went for all-out war. <laughs> 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 um, I went for Dundry in this one, actually. So uh, with all the, the... That was the only thing that was probably riding on this game was our predictions, Mickey, and it, it nearly turned out it turned into a, a, bar, a brawl in the end, I believe, by all <laughs> accounts. So it, some very interesting comments on Twitter. Um it's worth checking up on those if, if you have a chance to go back on the Dundry Twitter account and 
check a couple of tweets and the the follow up or I suppose the <laughs> the um the war that followed probably as a result. It, it sounded like absolute carnage, but probably a decent game and um you know decent win from Dundry. But geez, I hope these two meet very soon, whether that's in hurling football or. or or maybe just down the street. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there has been a bit of fallout and a bit of falling out on social media uh, since that game. But look, once the whistle goes at the end of the game, they should leave it all on the field. And um, Waterstown, and um, we're, we're in Group B. Waterstown were taking on St Michael's. This one finished two goals and twelve to St Michael's, fifteen points to Waterstown. And the other game in that group was St Pat's, eight points. Moila, thirteen points. And that sees St Pat's down into a relegation battle after being relegated from senior championship uh, only last year. They're now going to find themselves in a relegation battle in the intermediate championship. In the St. Michael's game, I went for a St. Michael's win. And in the St. Pat's game against Myla, I went for a St. Pat's win. So I got one out of the two right. The St. Michael's one, I, uh, I got right, David. Yeah, I got a full house in this one, Mickey. I have to tell you, um, I got the big shout there with the five points with Myla, which I was thrilled about. Um, what a win. That's, for me, that's the result of the weekend for, for Ted Dowd and his troops. Like, coming up as beaten finalists from junior last year, playing a team that have been senior for God knows how many years in Pats. There was two divisions between them last year. And uh, what a win for Myla. 13 points to eight. An unbelievable achievement to not just uh, stave off relegation, but not even to be involved in the relegation playoffs for some Pats. I mean, what a disaster. They were beaten by a point against St. Michaels in round one, last kick of the game courtesy of uh, Kieran Panty's Lynch score and it's just gone downhill since you know and, and they've, similar to probably Oldcastle they've ended up in a position where not many people would have expected to see them but it's very hard to arrest that slide they're just going to have to try and dig it out um, for St Michael's what a result absolutely brilliant uh, delighted for Davy Wright delighted for the Carlinstown boys um, an incredible turnaround there as well it just shows what can be done it was a brilliant brilliant game against Waterstown who in fairness led for the vast majority of it um, but just couldn't see out the job and again that man Kieran Lynch been summoned off the bench earlier than he would have expected but he had a huge influence in it um, and the penalty which he scored um, or sorry Shane McDonald scored after Kieran Lynch was fouled and the, the goalkeeper subsequently black-carded. That was the big turning point in that game. And Michael's never looked back after that and recorded a superb win to put Martin O'Connell um, and his men out of the championship. And, you know, great to see Martin O'Connell going straight over to the St. Michael's lads after the game. He was in the middle of them giving words of encouragement. I thought that was just class. Yeah, wishing them well as they move on to a semi-final spot. And in the final group, Group A, it was Drumbara taking on Rakenny. This one was a cracker as well. 3-9 to Drumbara, 2-12 to Rakenny, a draw. And then Trim, two goals and 14. Bet of 10 points, and that win sees Trim through to their semi-final. But uh, Davey, I'd gone for a Trim win, I'd gone for a Rakenny win. I looked like for a little while there towards the end that I was going to get it right, but uh, Trumbara fighting back to get a draw against Rakenny. Well, we, we, we didn't expect much drama in this group, right? And the trim result was as expected, 214 to 10 points, double scores win over Bechtov. However, in the other game, right, had Trumbara had won that game against Rakenny, which they were damn close to doing, by the way, 3-9 to 2-12 a draw, you would have had three teams level on points. You would have Bechtov, Rakenny, and Drumbara level on two points at the bottom. And despite Bechtov recording that last gasp win against Drumbara in round one, my calculations would say that Bechtov would have 
finished bottom of the group on score difference. Had Drumbarra got a win, and Drumbarra somehow would have avoided relegation playoffs. So it was oh so close for uh, Bechtel. It was nearly a total disaster. Look, a trim march on, we fully expected that. Drumbarra have given themselves a great platform to go and perform now in the relegation playoffs. Nobody would have envisaged them getting nothing against Rakeni. I believe they played ever so well. Didn't see the game, but I know a lot of people watched it on Drums TV and they, they complimented how good Drumbarra quit themselves against a decent Rakeni side. Yeah, and the semi-final pairings for the Meat Potato Company Intermediate Championship uh, sees uh, the following pairings. It's A versus C, which is Trim will take on Kilmainham, who didn't have their game this weekend, obviously, um, but had already secured a semi-final spot. And in the second of the semi-finals, <clears throat> it will see St. Michael's taking on the winners of Clonmagale and Balnebracchi. And there's a great opportunity for one of the three. St. Michael's, Clonmagale or Balnebracchi are going to be in an intermediate final. And uh, that is just absolutely smashing for whichever of the clubs. I'd like to see any of those clubs getting through to the final. And, you know, you look at Trim and Kilmainham and, you know, with a bit of, I suppose, your heart ruling your head, you'd love to see Kilmainham beating Trim and getting through to that uh, intermediate final. But, it, you know, in fairness to Trim, they've been excellent all year and you wouldn't begrudge them a place in the final and it probably will go into the semi-final as favourites. Are you ready to start a construction project? Here is five reasons why you should choose Buildor. You come first. Your goal is our goal. You'll benefit from our years of experience. You'll have a one-stop shop at your doorstep. Your project will be on time and on budget. Call us today on 046 90 or email us at info at builder.ie. Builder, your local go-to construction company. So moving on now to the Fairy House Steel Senior Championship results. And we're going to start with Group D, where uh, Gail Colin Kilkells had already secured their place in um, uh, the semi-finals. But they were taking on Dunchotlin, and Dunboyne were taking on St. Colin Kills. Gail Colin Kill, 2.15, Dunchotlin, 1.15, three-point win there for Kells. And uh, I'd pick Kells there, Davy. And then in the other one, St. Colin Kills, 1.6, Dunboyne, 4.11. I'd gone for Dunboyne in that one as well. Yeah, likewise, Mickey. Um, two results as expected. Uh, Drumba- or sorry, Dunboyne's a little bit more comprehensive than um, than probably Kells, but I know Kells rung the changes in that one um, and just about got over the line. Bino Hanlon coming on with 15 minutes to go, accounting for 1-3 and giving them, uh, giving them the result they need to get them over the line in that one. But um, yeah, I think Kells will be focusing on that semi-final. Dunboyne will be thinking um, about what could have been really when you look at it. <laughs> doing the job on St. Colum Kills, they'll be still gutted over that Kells game two weeks ago. But, um, yeah, Dunshocklin obviously put up a decent performance. They're going into the relegation playoffs where they will play. Uh, we won't reveal yet who they'll play because we haven't got to that yet. But they are yeah. in the semi-final in the relegation playoffs. St. Colum Kills, one win out of their three games. They'll be disappointed with, I suppose, the beating they've taken today. But to put up a good account of themselves against Kells and obviously got that big win against uh, Dunshockland to keep themselves safe so they can look forward to another year in senior football. We can indeed. In Group C, it was Simonstown taking on Rathout, Nobber taking on screen. Simonstown 10 points, Rathout 11 points, I've gone for Simonstown there. And then Nobber 12 points, 
screen four goals in 13 and of course I'd gone for Nobber in that one as well Davy. and uh, I suppose we were looking at the result of Simonstown and Nobber Nobber getting that win over Simons that famous win over Simonstown and we were thinking you know they were going to back it up but unfortunately for them they didn't um, so um, it's uh, it's left it actually that I think that the, the treaty um, actually Nobber and Simonstown ended up on two points we'll have to look at that actually Um and screen ended up on two points, did they? Mm, yeah. So it's going to come down to score difference. We'll come back to that. Which, which, anyway. which, which Nobber, yeah, Nobber have the, by, by far worst, and away, the worst score difference. Yeah, because yeah. of the tank that they took against Rathold. Um, yeah. uh, I went. I said I went for Simonson and Nobber, both of them wrong, Davy. You got both of these. You got one right here. Yeah, I got I got the Retolt one right um, against Simonson. I went for Retolt and likewise, I went for Nobber, probably... Uh, Left myself getting a bit carried away, as as a lot of people did, you know, with that Simonson result, which was, you know, phenomenal. But screen, in fairness to them, maintaining their senior status for yet another year, that a job to do. I think they did it well. Um, they, they blew them away with those goals. I think three goals or four goals in the space of ten or fifteen minutes, you know, doing the job. Nobber will be bracing themselves for for a relegation playoff. As many people expected at the start of the year, they've gone a funny way about it, but yeah. they, they have ultimately ended up there and uh, they have a bit of work to do where they will play. Uh, I won't actually reveal that yet either. Yeah. Um, in, the, in Group B, Navin O'Matney's 112, Central Stem 19. A bit of a shock there, in fairness. Um, we wouldn't have seen that coming with the injuries O'Matney's had going into that game. I'd gone for Central Stem. And then Nafina against uh, Dunamore Ashburn. 14 points to Nafina, 8 points to Dunamore Ashburn. I'd gone for Dunamore Ashburn there. And, you know, my predictions are just up me arse this week, Davy, so far. Yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. I, I got the Nafina result right. I was delighted with that because I tipped them for an outside bet for the championship as well. Um during the week. I thought they were a ridiculous price of twenty five to one. So they're into a semi final now as a result of that win over Dunham Rashburn, pitted with the uh, victory for Navin O'Mahony's over Centralstown. to be honest with you, Nafina would always have thought that a win would have done them because had Centralstown won. They wouldn't a win wouldn't have just done them. They'd have needed to win by a, a nice margin, which was always going to be tricky against Navin O'Mahony's, who needed a result themselves for other reasons. And the way it's turned out, Centralstown entered the day with a half chance of getting through the group, and mm-hmm. they ended up finishing bottom of it by the end of it. Um, led by six points at that sta- you know, one stage in that Navin O'Mahony's game, and and just completely fell apart. Brian Sheridan went off with a hamstring injury. And uh, I think they collapsed then after that. And in fairness to Navin O'Mahony's Patrick Leahy off the bench was the hero with 1-1. One, one. Um, the Nafina game, I covered that one myself, Mickey. Um, Dunham Rashburn were brutal. You know, there's no two ways about it. Four points in the first half, four points in the second half. It's not good enough, really. Um, Nafina were pretty brutal in the first half themselves, but they improved significantly after the break. And uh, they recorded a fine victory in the end, 14 points to eight, and taking their place in the semi-final. Remarkable turnaround from them. They were beaten in the round one by Centralstown. They came out, thumped O'Matney's in round two over in Trim, and got a brilliant win against Dunham Rashburn on Saturday afternoon in Navan. Um, so full credit to Mickey Foley and the lads in, in Enfield Baconstown. Uh, what a turnaround from them. Yeah, as you said, that sees them through to a semi-final. We'll give the parents after we run through the results from Group A. Wolf Tones, 5-9. Minalvi, 15 points. 15 scores to 14, but goals win games. I'd give him Minaldi the, the uh, heads up in this game, but uh, you spoke about it last week, Davey. You said that uh, they're susceptible to letting in goals at the back, and they let in another five. I'd love to see how many goals Minaldi actually conceded 
in this year's championship. It was a, uh, there was a right few. Summerhill, two goals in eight. Corraha, two goals in six. Immaterial as Summerhill had already uh, secured a place in the semi-finals. I'd gone for a Summerhill win there. And uh, I suppose I, I was bound to get one or two results right in the senior championship. Yeah, the, the most boring uh, group probably of the championship weekend is because there was nothing happening anywhere really, to be honest with you. Um, good win for Wolf Tones, 5-9-15. Likewise with what you said, Mickey. Manalvi do score a lot of goals. I know they didn't get one. They got 15 points. Um, but, you know, leaking way too many. 5-9 is a ridiculous score. I think it's the it's the same score Meade put up against Dublin in 2010 in the Leinster semi-final as well. So <laughs> it's just 5-9 always rings a bell with me. But... Uh, Sean Duggan was back and getting his first start of uh, the championship year from an Alvian captain with a fine point as well, I believe. So I mentioned for Mr. Duggan in that one. Summerhill, you know, still just only plodding along. I thought this was a decent opportunity for them to lay down a bit of a mark or maybe going into the semi-final, but credit to Curraha to put it up yeah. to them. Curraha know they have a big game coming up against Nobber in the relegation playoff. Another McEntee derby with James Um you know, obviously playing his trade with Curahan now, coming up against his, his elf and his native Nauber in that one. So that should be a, a tasty one as well um, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, so the semi-final pairings for the uh, Fairy House Steel Senior Championship are as follows. It's Summerhill taking on Rathout. What a game there. That looks like a tasty one. And it's going to be Nafina taking on Gail Column Kill Kells. So it's brilliant that we have our semi-finals sorted now, Davey, for the Senior Championship and we have the pairings for the intermediate as well, albeit there is a quarter final between Clonagale and Ballinabracky. But it's the business end of the championship, and uh, it's uh, it's just going to be class from here on in. Yeah, I, I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant weekend. It was probably the busiest we had in all, really, with, with so much going on at different ends of the tables. Um, but as you say, the the real business gets going now between. Um, quarterfinals, semi-finals, relegation, playoffs—you name it, we have it. Um, so yeah, two weeks, two weeks time. I think the playoffs will take place, and I think three weeks then to the semi-finals. So I'd imagine the the playoffs for you know to decide who gets into the semi-final and maybe the first round of semi-finals for relegation will happen in two weeks time, and then the semi-finals three weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be intriguing stuff, and um, I suppose. Davey, as much and all as, as I'd like to avoid it, we better go to the We Are Me GA predictions table and see how things stand after uh, the um, conclusion of the predictions this weekend. I was made a rally last week. I did make a rally last week. I caught up on you. You had given out the wrong figures. But uh, this week, I just uh, have lost faith in my predictions completely. Yeah, really disappointing, uh, Mickey, um, for you. This is the last round, obviously, because th- we will not be doing semi-finals or anything like that. So I'll read out the table, and it's Owen Griffin from Clannagale. He's having a fantastic year on the pitch and off it. Um, he tops the predictions. 149 points over the three weeks. He got 43 for the week, and he just about seen off Jamie Flaherty from Delique Bellustown in second place with 146. Third was Shane McNiff. Fourth was myself. 138, very respectable, 44 for the week, 138 overall. I beat my clubmate Jamie Coslo into fifth. Shane Mulvaney was sixth. Alan Tormey, respectable enough, finished there in seventh. Joined six, sorry, with 132. David Campbell, Robert Perfield, Michael Fedigan, Susan Farrell, Tom O'Connor, Andy Smith, Porrick Boylan. Hang on, Mickey, stay with me. Mags Joyce. So Mags is betcha. 
uh, with uh, 113. Good last round for Mags there with 34. And Michael Tipster Brennan there with 109. Only 28 for the week, Mickey. So that's how Mags has leapfrogged in the last week. Um, under you, Tommy Owens, who didn't play this week, unfortunately, because he was actually going well. He had 97 points after the first two weeks, but he must have forgot to do his last round, which he could have actually ended up winning the whole thing, to be honest with you. But anyway, Gary Alder, then your clubmate from Simonson, who did play the three weeks. It didn't go too well. 94 points for Gaz. Um, Richie Quigley, who missed the first week, and he admitted he'd give it a good stab, and he finished with 79, courtesy of two-week scoring. And the other people finishing under only did two of the three weeks. Uh, Owen Allen and Ronan Lynch from Manalvi or from Minaldi, both of them, and Leo Weldon, who only played in the first week. So, yeah. uh, Mickey, grim reading. Yeah, grim reading. It was uh, my my tipster uh, uh, status this year went a bit like your championship, I suppose, Davy. And uh... <laughs> how did how did yours and Calvin go, Mickey? Worth worth talking about. That's a completely different podcast. That's the We Are Calvin podcast. I'll touch base with the Calvin lads. Yeah, you do that. You do that. But uh, yeah, look, that's um, that's the results from uh, the the GA predictions, the We Are Mead table, and well done to everybody. And look, it is a bit of crack as well at the same time because you know some of these games are just so hard to call. And uh, <laughs> believe me, I know how hard these games are to call. Davey, we're going to move on now anyway, and it is time for our Instagram intergra- interactive. And I'm sure there are plenty of talking points this week from Instagram. They're still flooding in and to be honest with you, I'll keep the lines open until we come to the end of it because we might get a few more in between us talking so we'll give everybody a chance to join in because we were late in putting it up this week in fairness. So, Yeah, just before you move on there to that, Davey, I just want to remind uh, our listeners that we have loads of reaction from the Intermediate, Junior and Senior Championship over on our Patreon podcast this week. We've got... um, a mountain of interviews from from each of the grades and we will have three podcasts going out on our loyal royal service on patreon forward slash we are mead so just to remind all our listeners that there is huge amount of interviews and reaction uh, over on our patreon service and that gives you enough time to just have a look at some of the questions david yeah first one is from uh matthew brennan and he says kuraha with a g and I, I called him out. I said, this isn't good enough. This is every no. single week. Curraha played very well versus Summerhill and could have won, but bad refereeing cost them. Well, uh, at this stage, uh, I'd like to just say that we should probably stop reading out any of his messages that spell Curraha wrong. Um, because, you know, he has to learn some way, Davey. Um, and, he, and he did again. He says the auto autocorrect. He thinks it's broken <coughs> with the G. He says it keeps, but... Every week he does it. And then he followed that up with, he says, Curaha should win versus Nabber. Okay. Um, well, 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 we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, Curaha um, against Summerhill. Yeah, look, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't at it. It looked like a very close game. And, um, you know, when the scoreline is so low, 2-8, 2-6, I think it was, um, you know, anything could have happened in that game. So he, he could be very right about that. It's, he's yet to be right about um, Nabber and Curaha, though. He is Mickey. Yeah, that remains to be seen. So very interesting times ahead. Um, next one is from Mark Kavanagh and he says, Nicky, Judge's knees flew over the bar with that ball after kicking the point from 50 yards. <laughs> These are getting better every week, to be fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I, at this stage, I think he's kicking points with his knees. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Um, there's another outing in them knees yet. Anyway, at least one more outing. Um, Jack Regan was the image of Brian Fenton for Summerhill's second team. Andy McEntee call him in. That one's from Cahill O'Brien. And obviously Jack Regan, his year is all but over with the hurling. So he's turning his attentions to football now with Summerhill. Yeah, and uh, you know what an addition if he could uh, if he could make his way onto that senior panel as well um, uh, for for their semi final. Breen Conlon was spotted coming out of Navin Sunbeds on Friday night. That was from Ronan Ryan. Right, um, he doesn't have the complexion, I don't think, for 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 Sunbeds because no. uh, Sunbeds he, he'd just come out like a tomato, so he would. Be. <laughs> he would, yeah, Definitely no. Just have to, that, that's not a good idea for him. Um, and to be honest, after looking at him today, if he did go and get a sunbed, I'd be going and looking for a refund because he's, uh, he's as white as snow still. <laughs> um, Oshin Gannon, he says another huge win for Balnebracki. We talked about that. Absolutely huge. And you'll hear more about that on our Patreon service, the Loyal Royals podcast. But absolutely huge win. And to beat Old Castle, as you said, last year's semi-finalist by so much... It's just scary. I, I just think that, that they're, they're just on the up and up all the time. Mm. Uh, uh, next one is from King Connor. He says, Ollie Lynch not happy that four men were marking Aaron Lynch. Um, well, you could probably um, uh, shed a bit of light on that one, Davy. Well, I'm his uh, representative. Yeah, I suppose, look at four men on him. Is that all really? You know, the man is just class. I think he deserves all of the attention. He gets, um, but surely trim him someone else to stand up and score if four men are marking Aaron Lynch. <laughs> there has to be, surely. Get your fingers out. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'd say Davy Rispin would love to have four men in him, um, but uh, he just he just never plays that well. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Robert Perfield is next up, uh, and he says Black Hall Dunry must have been the tastiest dead rubber in the history going by the tweets. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, w- was there something riding on this game? Because um, our predictions, turned, well, our, yeah, they were fighting over our predictions, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just going by social media, Twitter, Facebook, the whole lot, like, it's uh, it's turned into a bit of a uh, a war of words, and uh, it doesn't look like it's going to finish, Davy. So I'll tell you what I know, right? <laughs> um, I believe this, the fullback for Black Hall. <laughs> no, the the fullback for Black Hall Gales, Pat Brady, was showing a red card, and uh, and I believe after that he probably did a couple of things that he shouldn't, and he and he may well face more sanctions for that. But but thereafter, I know Alan Nestor was subjected to some serious treatment, and he's reporting a chip in his tooth and a busted lip and all sorts, and then. Things escalated on Twitter, um, courtesy of a tweet from Dundry, and that got huge traction. And since then, there's been quoting the tweet, there's been replies to the tweet, there's been gifts been sent, there's been all sorts. And by Jesus Christ of Almighty, I cannot wait until these two meet again, whether that's in, as I said, hurling football, um, in the Palace, who knows when that could be. Maybe just they're playing, say. They could end up playing in the Championship next year. They might even get into the Palace at that stage. At this stage, I hope they don't meet over an early bird even. So I <laughs> A substantial meal, is that what you said? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah look, it sounded like chaos. But um, yeah, what a dead rubber that must have been. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, um, brilliant. It's great to see that, uh, you know, there's, a, there's, there's still a little bit of um, uh, emphasis put on these games. The fellas still don't like losing at the same time. So, um, yeah, um, brilliant. 
I've so much time for this next one. It's from Holly Dolan, and she says, small country club like Myla going to Slane and beating St. Pat's. You know, I tip my hat yeah. off to them. That is unbelievable. But what an achievement for Myla. Absolutely huge. Massive victory for Myla. Um, you know, and St. Pat's, who've been operating in senior championship for a number of years, to get relegated and come down this year. And for Myla... Uh, like St. Pat's would have had great hopes of getting to a semi-final at the start of the year. For Milan to beat them and put them into a relegation mire is just fantastic. Great win for Milan. Yeah, next one is from Owen Griffin, that aforementioned Clannagale goalkeeper who did top the prediction uh, forecast in fairness to him. And he says, Paul Chute having to be dragged out from his date in the waxies to come into the second half for Clannagale. Yeah, look, he took my advice last week. Um, uh, as I said to him, this is Paul Chute, at this stage, you know, I wouldn't be giving up any chance of going on a date. So he went on another date and had to be dragged out by the football team for the second half of the game. Um, I, I, I respect Paul Chute. And he did, he did pop up with that third goal for Clannagale, in fairness. I'm not sure, was, was he dropped on, on account of the date or his performances or what, but he did make a point when he came on, in fairness to him. Um, was Connor Fenn... Was it his brother who scored the goal the last day out, cornerback? No, no, I don't know where they are any relation. They're definitely not brothers, though. Okay, okay, but the, it, it, he obviously, you know, being a forward, had to go out and score a goal when the and cornerback a <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but he couldn't have the cornerback and his namesake scoring the goals week in, week out. Yeah, and Paul Chute has replied, the Clannagale lads are in full flight now, and he says, what's the story with Owen Griffin handing the ball to Mead Hill for their goal? Oh, oh, that's that's rough. Um, but he's a nice guy, young Griffin, and that's probably what yeah. he was doing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, giving them a chance. Connor Fenton, another Clan of Gale man, and he says, Mead Hill are bottlers. I said, that was harsh. <laughs> what are they bottling? I said, they're bottling a bit of moonshine over there in Mead Hill or something like that. But um, uh, they could bottle him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> look. In fairness, in fairness, it's a massive win for Clannagale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there's one thing that they like doing down in Clannagale is is they like rubbing salt into the wounds. So uh... I know that. I know that firsthand. <laughs> um, ben Thornton is next, and he says hashtag Kells for Keegan. Yeah, I spoke about this again. I uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all this year if Kells won the championship, and I've uh, I've been I suppose. Harping on about that for a few weeks. I said it to you at the start of the championship as well, Davey, and uh, I, I even tipped uh, a few lads around the, the country were asking me, who do you think will win the senior championship in Mead? And I says, well, like, you have to look at Rathoth and Dumboyne, but if you're looking for a, uh, um, an outside bet, and it's funny when you say outside bet um, and you're saying Kells, because they've been the most consistent team over the last eight years getting to semi-finals and and the likes and getting to the knockout stages and getting to finals of leagues and the whole lot. So I did say they were my outside bet for this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm just sorry we didn't record uh, you saying that the first time around because you're after saying it for the last seven or eight weeks now in a row. So we, we would have saved ourselves a lot of time on that. But anyway, um, Darren Brennan is next and he said, should Sean Duggan retire on a high after kicking his first point in championship? Well, what do you think? He's been he's been spouting on about this for a long time, or there's been lads spouting on about it, saying that he needs to be uh, on that uh, on that starting fifteen or getting his championship uh, up and running. He goes out, kicks a point, you know. Like at this stage, what do we say to the man, Davy? You can't buy class, Mickey. And you know, I've been saying this for weeks and weeks and months and months. Fagan's being closed was tough on him. You know, it's an yeah. institution in Manalvi. 
you know, they found it tough going in the early parts. Mr. Duggan in particular, I know there was some long days and difficult nights from a lot of sleepless nights as well. Um, he was seen on many occasions sitting outside Fagan sobbing um, into an empty pint glass of Guinness. But, you know, full credit to him. He's, he's put his head down. He's kept going. He's put in some great performances for the team in the Premier Championship. And he's got his chance uh, last Friday night against Wolf Tones. And he kicked an excellent score. And he's mad to look back on it on MeGA TV when the highlights do go up. So, you know, full credit to Mr. Duggan. What a guy. Yeah, he's turned his footballing career around. It's great to see it. Well done. Yeah. Um, Evan Connor, he says, Vincent's making hay in Denor. And I suppose the relevance to that is St. Vincent's second home in Denor. They beat ourselves there two weeks ago and they did a job on Slane last Friday night there as well. So um, Denor is a, obviously a happy hunting ground for the Vincent's men. Not sure, though, that the Dunsany game will be in Denor. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose as well, the reference to a lot of hay being cut and baled at the moment as well. So, yeah. um, uh, and really he, is a, he is a bit of a farmer as well, in fairness. Ah, there we go. He was getting the little connection in there. Well done. Well, well done. Cormac O'Reilly uh, saying Barry Farley's 1-1 on his long-awaited return. And what a story this was. Big Barry Farley, uh, 24 months out of the game due to a cruciate injury, making his comeback off the bench for uh, Kells today against um, Summerhill in the Premier Championship. And he got them over the line with that 1-1, ably assisted by the Silver Fox, Gary Arkins with five points as well in that one. So great to see Big Baz back on the pitch and terrorising defences, doing what he does best. Yeah, I think it was a penalty, wasn't it? Um, uh, a wonderful penalty it was as well, if I remember correctly. I think I saw a video of it. And uh, and Gary McGovern getting on the score sheet as well for yeah. Kells today um, in that Premier uh, game. Um, well done to all the boys in Kells. I'd say the Celtic will be hopping when it's opening up again. Yeah, that's what we're going to say tonight. Um, <laughs> Michael Tiernan is next, and he says Tommy Hanley actually managed to score a goal, which he did, in fairness. <laughs> well, you can talk, talk us through that one. Yeah, well, we actually got another one in from Paul Chute just on the same topic, and he says Tommy Hanley looking class with a tap-in after, after all the hard work from dot, 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 and I think he means himself. Um, it was a straightforward enough finish for... Tommy Hanley, but he was there to put it in the back of the net. So, you know, all credit to him. Well done, Tommy. Um, next one is from Sean Brennan, uh, the young man from Dundry, uh, good goalkeeper up and coming. And he says, Dermot Kelly's performance, very questionable. Oh, um, enlighten us on that one, Davy. I'm not sure, but as long as he stayed out of the brawl, I'd, I'd be probably happy enough with his display, to be honest with you. Um, and that's all I'd say on it. Um, next one is from Tom O'Connor, and he says, points and watching GA matches in Dunham or Ashburn. And um, I was talking to somebody, uh, I was actually talking to, I won't name him, but he, uh, he said that there was an awful crowd in there on Friday night having a substantial meal and a few drinks while the game was on. And to be honest with you, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, you know, the Dunham Ashburn Clubhouse is a restaurant as well. It just happens to be overlooking the pitch and it just happened to be absolutely buzzing on Friday night when a big senior game was on. But that's what I call opportunism, Mickey. And Tom O'Connor, in fairness, was taking advantage of it himself. Yeah, and look, Tom O'Connor likes a good meal. Um, and a so pint. He does. Um, I wasn't going to mention that, but he is, you know, I think at this stage he's a bit of a food connoisseur. And, uh, you know, like he, he's been seen in many establishments in, um, in around the Ashburn area eating and uh, and partaking in the odd point as well. So yeah, I I I could fully understand. Like if there was no game on on Friday night, Tom O'Connor was probably going to be sitting there eating in 
uh, in the Dunham or Ashburn clubhouse anyway. Yeah, yeah. Dermot Kelly was back in and replied to Sean Brennan's and he said, Sean Brennan finally dropped for G- David Jennings. Hashtag about time. So Jeno <laughs> obviously getting back in goals um, for his first uh, appearance of this year's championship at the expense of Sean Brennan in that uh, uh, dead rubber. What was it? The rubber perfume called it? The, the tastiest the dead rubber. The tastiest, tastiest dead rubber of the 20, 21st century, I'd say. Uh, Sean Brennan as well Owen Griffin not drinking after a game why would he they have a big preliminary quarterfinal or semi-final to come they also have Hurling next weekend he has his mind on bigger issues and Owen Griffin won't be going out for a substantial meal he'll be going home for a salad as well he's got the semi-final as you said or the quarter-final uh, to look forward to Katie Allwell she says Wolf Tones had a great game well looking at it you know scoring five goals and nine points um, you know uh they they went out and did what they had to do. Uh, the Wolf Tones wasn't good enough to see them through to a semi final though. But um, you know, uh, probably one of the big surprises for us as well this year that they that, that they didn't uh, go through to a semi final as well, David. Mm. Um, Sean Duggan is in with one on his own, and he says Darren Brennan looking like a protein bar. Hashtag chubby. <laughs> I didn't realize protein bars were chubby. Um, no. They're nutty, uh, but they're not chubby. <laughs> I don't know what Sean, Sean Duggan would know about protein bars either, unless they were Guinness protein bars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe Fagans have started serving them now as substantial meals. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack Darcy, he says, Connor Levy making his championship debut. And another one about Connor Levy from Sean Brennan. He's Connor Levy confirming football is better than hurling. And the Levy family would be heavily involved with Hurland. So maybe Conor Levy has thrown across to the dark side. We've been saying this for years, Mickey, that football's better than Hurland. But obviously Conor Levy's just coming around to the idea now. Yeah, are Clon McGale still in the Hurland? That's, Is that it? That's Dundry. Oh, that's Dundry. Sorry. Uh, are Dundry still in the Hurland? They could be in relegation trouble, I believe. All right. So, yeah, at this stage, it's probably the right thing to do. is just to uh, jump ship. And, uh, and going, yeah. to, going to another one. <laughs> Dermot Kelly says, Jack Darcy getting the square root of zero minutes in championship this year. <laughs> oh, these guys are really cut. Now, I, like if these, are, if these guys are all friends, you know, what are their enemies like towards them? Yeah, I know. Tommy Hanley's in with one of his own and he says, Paul Chude hopping out of a white polo at halftime in Navin to come on for a good two minutes. <laughs> and set up Tommy Handy for a goal so I don't know what he's saying I was just going to say like I was just thinking that I was like going that's the cheek of him like he wouldn't have got your goal Tommy if it wasn't for that man jumping out of the polo true Owen Griffin says when will Davy Rispin finally pick a clan to win a game well that's that's another thing yeah you, you usually go against clan and St Dalton's in every game so um, are you going to choose them against Ballinabracky Davy? no no <laughs> Uh, Fierker Ross is next up and he says Sean Tobin is to become president of Belarus after losing today oh I'm trying to figure that one out does that mean that uh, he's maybe uh, is Belarus on the green list is he going on a wee holiday is that what he's trying to tell us Quite possibly, yeah. Mm. Good, good thinking there, Mickey. Um, James Trainer's next, and he says Dunshockland could have beaten Kells. Bino changed the game when he came on. Yeah, as we said uh, last week, it was a chance for Kells maybe to run out uh, a few 
uh, of their um, squad members and give them a bit of time on the on the field. Um, I didn't think I didn't think that Bino would be a sub. I said to you last week as well that Bino and Madamo they just they hate not playing. Like they mm. just want to play every minute of every game. But um, you know he's he's a class act, Bino, and. Uh, he, he, he's 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 going to have a huge say in what happens in the rest of the senior championship. Sure, um, Mark Donahue is next, and he says Liam Shaw is a Barry Dardis wannabe. Oh, again, the Summerhill boys getting in there, and uh, just they're they're treating this like their own personal um, uh, WhatsApp group or something. Are they at this stage? The slagging is unreal between them. Is um, here's a little bit of cross parish slagging, which I, I have a lot of time for. Um, Dylan Morgan from Kilmainham saying Willie Carry carrying Drumbara. Oh, nice pun! Nice, yeah. Pun. And he, he was at, he obviously got into that game. I think that game was in Kilmainham, so Dylan Morgan must have been a steward or something at that game. So, possibly a huge performance from Willie Carry. Maybe not a dig in many ways, or maybe it is. I don't know. It depends what side of the fence you're on looking at that one from Dylan Morgan, but uh. Anyway, um, if, I remember, yeah. if I remember correctly from following that one on Twitter, I think Willie Carey did get uh, uh, the goal that kind of kick-started Drumbarra's uh, uh, initial comeback. Okay, okay. Um, Dermot McCabe says another scoreless game for Mark the Stoat? S-T-O-A-T? Yes, Stoat. For Summerhill Juniors, thoughts? So another scoreless game there for him. Yeah, at this stage he has to be dropped. Um, that's the way I'd look at it. Um, I don't care what position he is. If he's the goalkeeper and he's not scoring for the Summerhill Junior team, um, he has to he has to be dropped. The management need to look at that, Damien, or David. Hmm. Interesting one, Mickey. Um, I'm going to say that's all we have, um, and I'm going to cut them off now to stop them coming in, um, because unfortunately that's all the time we have uh, for Instagram this week, Mick. Cool, no problem at all. Is there anything from PS Tapes? No, and in his defence, you know, the Instagram interactive has probably only been up three or four hours now at this stage, so he would normally have 24 hours to get a question in. Yeah, and he does uh, uh, record his uh, Chopping Block podcast on a Sunday, so he's probably busy with his new career as a podcaster. Um, Davey, I think that's everything then. Uh, Have we got any Camogie results in? I thought we might have a couple from uh, the weekend. Yeah, there was a couple of games played during the week, Mickey. Um, just bear with me now and I'll scroll back because there was a couple in the senior championship, I think Tuesday or Wednesday. One of the games may well have been Tuesday and I think the other one was Wednesday. It was postponed because no referee turned up to the game. That was between Blackhall Gales and Kilmesson. Both teams mm-hmm. lined out and no referee turned up. So the game was refixed for the following night. But on the Tuesday night, there was a draw between Kiltail and Dundry, 12 points apiece. Um, and then the other game in that group, it was Kilmesson 221, Blackhall Gales 26. So, what that means for it all, Kilmesson are through with a game to spare, in, in, and they will go through more than likely as group winners. And in the other game, what it means is it's all to play for going into the final round. Uh, Kiltail play Blackhall Gales. Blackhall Gales are already out of it, but Kiltail need to win and put up a decent score, and also hope that Kilmesson do a bit of a job on Dundry. Because the likelihood is it could come down to score difference between Kiltail and Dundry to decide who progresses through that group and joins Kilmesson in the semi-finals of the Senior Championship. Um, there was also a game or two in the intermediate. Trim beating Clannagale, a local derby there, 2-9 to 1-8. That was on during the week too. 
Um, and bear with me, there was also a game in uh, Kildaki and Kilmesson. So that'll be Kilmesson's second team and Kildaki merged victorious. That's also intermediate, 2 9 to 1 4. Um, and then there was one more in the intermediate, Navanamati's 1 9, Drumree 9 points. Excellent. And there was Excellent. last thing, last thing, really last thing. There was one game in the junior championship as well, Nafina beaten Boards Mill 2 8 to 1 7. And are you sure that's everything there, Davey? I'm pretty sure. He's pretty sure. He's pretty finalised that that is all the results from the weekend and the manic weekend of football uh, as the junior, intermediate and senior uh, group stages all came to an end. We now have all of our semi-final pairings and, of course, the quarter-final pairing in the Intermediate Championship. Don't forget to watch out for our Loyal Royal podcasts this week on Patreon forward slash We Are Meet, where we have full reviews of the junior, intermediate and senior championship. We've got loads of reaction and interviews from each of the different grades. And also watch out for the Builder-sponsored We Are Me podcast this week that will have our Proactive Risk Control Player of the Week, our Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week, and of course, the new one, our Proactive Risk Control Top Scorer of the Week. And we want to thank Stephen Baxter for sponsoring those prizes. Absolutely brilliant from the lads. Davey, I think that's it from us for this week. So remember, we are me. Why? It matters.